To discuss the real issues affecting the Tasman nations, this is Trad Tasman Talk, jointly produced by the Unshackled.net and RightMinds.nz. Now, here's Tim Wilms in Australia and Dewa DeBoer in New Zealand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Trad Tasman Talk after two and a half weeks off, which was not uh, our intention. Uh, the reason is that uh, Stephen uh, Berry, uh, he decided to switch his internet from Optus, which has been a, a disaster, and uh, <laughs> do a new in uh, Christchurch last week, yeah. which I'm surprised after the week we've had here in Victoria, it's still called Christchurch. Uh, yeah, we've made that joke before because they tried to rename the, um, well, the, for the Australians who, who don't know this, the rugby team of Christchurch are the Crusaders. So you can imagine how that goes, the Crusaders from Christchurch, well, the, the Canterbury team anyway. So um, I believe they're both, I believe the team is still alive and named Crusaders and still has a Crusader, but there was, uh, there were some big attacks against that. So they'll be going first the, the rugby team will be gone long before the city gets renamed um but there is a renaming in progress it does have a uh it does have a uh a local maori name uh which i'm not sure i can't I'm not sure what it is somebody in the chat will know um but yeah, now, i was thinking it's not a, a a muslim name for the uh city <laughs> and team maybe an lgbt <laughs> alphabet uh groomer name uh yeah, uh, that's uh, currently not on the cards. Um, but yeah, it's the, the with the the way that we rename things in New Zealand is uh, that they, everything gets a, a name in uh, Tiareo, uh, but usually it, it's um it's an okay name. You know, if you would if you were to translate it, usually the way they name things, they would just describe them as what they what they are, uh, kind of like a lot of places in England. Um, yeah, just very bland, very bland names. We've already started with the small talk, so I'll do the formalities. Uh, it is Tuesday, the 11th of October, uh, 2022. Uh, I'm obviously Tim Wilms, Editor-in-Chef of The Unshackled here in Melbourne, where it is 7pm. And I am Dewa DeBoer, the editor of uh, Right Minds NZ, and uh, it is 9pm here in Auckland. We also, for the first time ever, have a right-wing mayor. So I feel like that has to be part of the introduction now, the right-wing city of Auckland. Yes, uh, the elections of the second half of 2022, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the results uh, have been very based uh, well, from uh, New Zealand uh, to Sweden uh, to Italy. Uh, fingers crossed for uh, Bolsonaro to be re-elected in Brazil uh, at Musk month's end for the first half of 2022 uh the 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 globalist cuck in france macron uh was re-elected and obviously we had uh, uh the the new uh annual uh anthony albanese uh government uh, elected in may uh though uh, much to i'd well, i wouldn't say we're we're reassured but life here like life for us uh in terms of uh a policy from the federal government i mean not much has changed like i don't think my life would be any 
different if Scott Morrison had been re-elected. And I suspect something similar is going to happen in New Zealand next year, uh, where it seems likely, uh, based on, on the way things are going, that we're going to have Jacinda Ardern replaced with um, Christopher Luxon. And I suspect... Uh, Lex Luthor, looks struggle. like. Well, <laughs> people will struggle to tell the difference. <laughs> yeah, but um, one of the... the uh, well. Uh, refreshing uh things that uh, albanese has has done is that uh, he has uh, continued the uh dismantling of the covert uh, bio uh, security state uh, so they agreed at national cabinet not uh, last friday but the friday before uh, that uh, by this friday friday the 14th of october they uh, would abolish mandatory COVID isolation for everyone except uh, in health and aged care. Uh, that's the only areas of uh, society where there'll still be a, a pandemic. And uh, as such, uh, here in Victoria, Dan Andrews has uh, decided not to renew the pandemic uh, declaration, which means that uh, uh, all the, uh, the abolition of uh, isolation uh, COVID isolation comes into effect uh, early uh, on, uh, well, from 11.59 p.m. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, when, uh, Wednesday the, the, the 12th. And so the pandemic will officially end uh, in uh, Victoria, coincidentally, uh, just uh, a month and a bit before the, the, the state election. And uh, this also means that Dan's uh, COVID quarantine camp at uh, Mickleham uh, will close. It <laughs> uh, cost uh, $580 million to, to build. It uh, just housed uh, 2,168 people because there's, well, any person can come into Australia vaxxed or unvaxxed and now whether they've got COVID or, or not, uh, so it'll now be, uh, ownership will now be with the uh, the federal uh, government. So Police Minister Anthony uh, Carbone said it has served its purpose. It's a closure is another, another step in our recovery from the pandemic. He said the facility would be mothballed but remained as an insurance policy in the event of a future pandemic or to provide accommodation in emergencies like natural disasters. I'm not sure if it will be used... Um, this Thursday and Friday when, uh, <laughs> yeah, flash flooding is forecast uh, for Victoria and also New South Wales uh, because of, well, thanks to a uh, third consecutive year of uh, El Nina. Uh, so uh, Dan, he said, oh, there's no point in building uh, more dams because it's got to rain uh, for the dams to be of use. Well, you know, we could have used with some new dams <laughs> now since the ones we already have are full. Um, and, uh, Lady yeah, of Shalot, uh, same, same... Oh, go on. Uh, I was just uh, Lady of Shalot, uh, uh, doc, uh, the, uh, the, the vaccine mandates will still apply to doctors, healthcare professionals, and aged care uh, workers. So there's still those uh, vaccine mandates and you can get the the, the bivalent, uh, I think I'm pronouncing the right, vaccines today tailored to the Omicron uh, original 
variant. That's not the one that that one has been tested on humans. It's the new BA four and five bivalent vaccines that's only been tested on mice. So there's two types. And I believe New Zealand is still much uh, ahead of you in that regard that uh, all of the mandates are gone now uh, in New Zealand. I do believe that mandatory uh, isolation uh, for those who have COVID is still in place, or at least highly recommended, um, but all of the, um, the household isolation, all of that's gone. So the, the state, the, uh, effectively the, the emergency legislation uh, is still in effect probably still will be until next year. We'll see. I, it's it's highly likely Jacinda will get rid of it before the election so that it won't be an election issue. Um, but the uh, the funny, I guess the funny uh, uh, COVID update for from me is uh, uh, our so supposed right-wing broadcaster, Sean Plunkett from the platform, um, decided that uh, uh, he finally would catch COVID. So he uh, tweeted out, uh, initially saying that uh, to all those, uh, so when was this? Uh, what day is oh, it? Oh, sorry, I haven't, uh, give me a moment. I haven't got the, the screenshots right. up yet. I hear so you. So at uh, 10 a.m. yesterday, he tweeted out, to all those who have been in physical contact with me in the past week, I have just tested positive for COVID. Um, he uh, got uh, shredded in the replies quite, quite a bit in terms of, uh, you know, you, you forgot to say, I'm grateful for being vaccinated and so on. So then he went on in his next tweet to say, uh, despite being vaccinated, I have got COVID. This doesn't mean the vaccine doesn't work. I am statistically less likely to get seriously ill or be hospitalized. So that was two hours later. And then uh, in the third tweet in the series, we get on to, uh, I was at 6 p.m. today or said nearly 7 p.m. today. So a couple of hours ago, he said, okay, so this is now, this now feels worse than a heavy head cold or a dose of the flu. So there you go. Was he being uh, serious or ironic? Uh, he was being fully serious. So he's well known for yeah, being so very, He's the, uh, you know, the, the mainstream. <laughs> uh, he, he would have had Pfizer, so the mRNA one. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. Uh, just, uh, just he gets, he gets a lot of, he gets a lot of flack because he's, he's supposed to be the in, independent media commentator. So everyone expects him to be, uh, a little bit more, uh, uh, against the, uh, the vaccine narrative, but he's fully on board with it has been the whole time. He does actually debate with people on his show about it. Um, but, you know, I guess we just need to enjoy, um, the, uh, the series of tweets that he's putting out at the moment. I do hope he gets better. Uh, I, I really do hope he gets better, but I'm for, I'm enjoying the entertainment he's providing on, on the issue. Um, I came across uh, this uh, photo of the the NZ uh, COVID zero uh, uh, dream team, or should I say, mask <laughs> uh, dream team. So the guy on the left is Michael uh, Baker. There is a parody Twitter account of his, uh, which a lot of people mistake. For it actually being yeah, him Michael, uh it has michael faker yeah michael faker <laughs> it has pronouns in the title uh number of jabs <laughs> and ukrainian flag uh one in the the middle they are uh red hair uh susie wiles professor sorry susie wiles mm -hmm. and who's the guy on the right i'm afraid i don't know oh, okay but uh <laughs> i assume he's a fellow traveler but uh, they're all sitting close together, not with a mask. 
That's right. We have uh, we've completely given up. They they screamed and they cried, and I predicted I predicted that it would take a few weeks, and indeed it has taken a few weeks. And after screaming and crying uh, for you know two weeks later, the, they've forgotten. Everyone's forgotten. Everyone's yeah. moved on. Though so, um, uh, Susie, uh, she's not really taking the uh, Auckland uh, uh, Morero uh, election <laughs> result well. Uh, so, so this is what she tweeted Saturday night. Gutted for Auckland. We need a mayor who reflects our vibrant city and has transformational ideas that deal with climate change and the other challenges we face. Instead, we've got Wayne Brown. So who is this uh like I, I assume this uh, supposed far right neo fascist, uh, you know, mayor that you've got. <laughs> he's uh, he's actually a, he's a he's a liberal. He's one of these uh, classical. Uh, well, I don't want to call him classical, but uh, he's a boomer. He's a liberal boomer who's sort of uh, fiscally responsible. He's wealthy. Uh, he's getting on in, in years. I believe he's seventy seven years old, so not not particularly young. But he's sort of like uh, you guess you would call him Auckland's Donald Trump. Uh, in that he's anti-establishment, uh, and um, he, in fact, he is. is I didn't like him very much. I, I've, I, I wrote him off completely. Didn't care about him. I thought nothing's going to change, even if he wins. Yet within several hours of him winning, the chair, uh, the chairman of the Auckland Transport Board resigned. Uh, so they they know he's serious because they are already quitting their jobs. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, let's let's just go uh, through so, the slaughter of the lambs. Yeah, if you want to start at the top. <laughs> yeah, the, the swamp has already started draining itself in Auckland. Yes, it has. So he said he was going to wipe out the entire Auckland Transport Board, and we already had one resignation within several hours of him winning. Uh, so that's a good start. So uh, he won in a pretty big landslide. Um, there's uh, a couple of more right-wing councillors in Auckland, although the margin has slimmed uh, once the... Uh, the preliminary results came out. The late ballot started being counted. Suddenly, we had a few extra left-wing councillors, um, but for a, for a large, to a large degree, we have uh, at least the most right-wing council Auckland has ever had. Uh, safe to say, uh, Rotorua, um, the new mayor is a former national candidate. Uh, Fanganui, again a uh, a right-wing candidate. Lower Hutt was the um, st still left-wing. Wellington still left-wing as well. So it's the two. The only uh, left-wing councils in New Zealand now, like properly fully left-wing councils, are uh, you know in the middle of the swamp uh, in Wellington. Um, I believe Nelson, Christchurch, and Dunedin all have right-wing uh, council, at least um, mayors and perhaps councils. So uh, a, a massive wipeout for the left, and uh, they were incredibly salty, incredibly upset on Saturday night. Uh, and in fact, yeah, we even got uh, a few conspiracy so, candidates. Uh, they said at least six conspiracy uh, theorists managed to win uh, seats on local uh, councils. Well, obviously, so, it's uh, the fault of uh, misinformation. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, um, I see yeah. Origin here is describing Wellington as New Zealand's Portland. Um, David Farad, they're, they're described as San Francisco, New Zealand, San Francisco. Uh, basically, the people who live there think it's amazing and everyone else just sees the um the large piles of x in the street yeah wellington yeah yeah yeah, and um, yes, uh, uh, this was a, a headline from yes, that was... uh, exactly mm. excuse me so, yes taking uh, it well yeah go back to bed i'm busy yeah. 
<laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And obviously, since one of uh, uh, Dewey's child there has just uh, uh, invaded the the show, I'm not going to read out this uh, potty mouth uh, tirade uh, from uh, Martin Bradbury. But uh, for those who are watching, uh, you you can you can see it. Uh, so complain about the uh, 35% turnout, and uh, yeah, that uh, and so. Blaming their well, uh, complaining that the boomers uh, got their way, and losers were apparently democracy, even though it was a democratic vote. Uh, yes, so that's yeah, yeah. the standard. It's the standard uh, uh, left-wing response. Of course, the election. Uh, you, you can't challenge the election result if they win, but if you win, then uh, this. Uh, then democracy hasn't been done correctly. Mm. Exactly. Uh, so, I, what is it? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, predictions in the end, Aucklanders hated any demand by authority to tell them what to do. Uh, well, that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, at the end, there is some, I would say, some, what is it? What is it? Uh, uh, some honest reflections, but yes, very salty. Yeah, and uh, for those who don't know, Martin Bradbury, the writer of that article, is is one of New Zealand's most famous left left wingers. Um, his nickname is Bomber, called Bomber Bradbury. I don't know why he's called Bomber. Maybe he was involved in anarchist movements or something. But uh, certainly, certainly one of New Zealand's most well known far left uh, left wingers. Now uh, we're going to go uh, to uh, the uh, what we're terming the the groomers uh, report. I just did a, a groomers update on uh, my Tim's news explosion last night about the mm. uh, Mermaids UK scandal. This trans charity, which had a pedophile apologist on its uh, as one of its trustees, who's now uh, resigned. Uh, there's been some in uh, New Zealand, some uh, unsavory uh, things that uh, both uh, historical and current uh, that have been going on. Well, so, the, uh, the first one was, was one that uh, um, I'm not very familiar with because it happened 30 years ago, but um, uh, uh, Peter Ellis had his, uh, who, who passed away, I believe three years ago now had his child sex abuse convictions quashed by the uh, Supreme Court. Uh, ultimately, it was found that you know evidence was uh, was fabricated uh, in his convictions. Um, but uh, it sounds like you know from from their descriptions uh, and and his own descriptions is that uh, he was sort of the original drag queen story hour uh, of the uh, uh, local uh, local crash uh, uh, because he described himself as being uh, sorry. I've misplaced my uh, quote here. One second. <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay. I found out the bit I was going to read out. Sorry, I found this. So the allegations against Ellis then 33 started in November 1991 against a backdrop of increased anxiety about child sex abuse in Western countries. It was a time when rumors about organized child pornography makers and theories about middle-class satanic ritual abuse of children were rife. Uh, those things are true, but apparently he wasn't involved in any of those. Uh, it says Ellis was a flamboyant and sometimes outrageous figure at the crash who made no secret he was gay. So he uh, went around 
you know, talking, uh, uh, being flamboyant and uh, around these children. And apparently these allegations, the allegation started following a comment by a four-year-old son of a former crash parent that he didn't like, and I quote, Peter's black penis. Uh, and so on. Oh. this uh, left, this led to uh, dozens of allegations against him, uh, but many of, of which turned out perhaps to be un, un, unfounded. So yeah, there's no evidence there that he actually that. sexually abused yeah. children, yeah, but it that. seems like he was very much, um, what do you say, it, uh, uh, so, uh, at least psychologically affected them in a, in a very bad way. Uh, there was that, what is it, that, uh, what is it, uh, satanic daycare hysteria uh, fabrication that happened in was it Los Angeles in the, the, the 80s. So some of these uh, moral panics uh, can turn out to be just uh, complete fantasies, uh, but uh, something that, well, was uh, very concrete uh, was a... Uh, teacher who issued a, well, this is described in the Daily Examiner, controversial sex ed handout, which uh, outraged uh, parents and uh, now is able to keep their uh, their job. So this is by, uh, Bob, I, I, I mispronounced his name, you, you pronounce it. McCoskery. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so this is a, uh, a school, again, so this is 30 years later now, uh, the, the uh, uh, Tauraroa area school um, had a teacher hand out, you know, incredibly graphic sexual education materials, children, or you said perverted stuff, um, won't put it up on the screen or won't read it out, um, because I only read the first line of the document and then I wanted to throw up, so I won't put any of you through that. Um, but you can you can go find the link online if you uh, feel the yeah I'll put it in the, in the just show how notes. bad right. to see just how bad uh, that is. Um, but the uh, disgusting thing here is that she was allowed to keep her job, and it was even noted that um, the school principal and several other staff reviewed the material and approved it. Uh, so uh, this is the kind of uh, grooming and perversion that's going on in in schools, and this was handed out to. Uh, uh, pupils aged 11 to 13. So this was handed out to 11-year-olds, uh, incredibly graphic, perverted material. Some uh, uh, parents stating here that the, they believe that the damage to their children was irreversible and absolutely the case. If you read even just a few words of it, you'll see, um, see what I mean. So uh, that's the kind of stuff that's now considered to be completely normal uh, and uh, uh, you know, promoted in public schools in New Zealand. Uh, we have had uh, Ian uh, in Adelaide. Uh, I think I've lost the, the, the story here. Oh, here we go here. Uh, so this is the same uh, as that uh, news. It's a, it's a, what you would call a, a turf uh, news website. So uh, radical feminists who don't believe that trans women are women. Uh, this was the same website I quoted from uh, last night about the, the Mermaids UK uh, scandal. So uh, tra uh, trans TikTok, TikToker facing multiple child sexual abuse charges. So uh, a popular transgender TikToker uh, is facing multiple charges related to the repeated sexual abuse from a child, Rachel Queen Burton. Uh, so that's the uh, pre-transition and post-transition 
photos at the top there, has been accused of crimes, including the production of child exploitation material, gross indecency and total burntness facing eight charges. Uh, so this is uh, uh, all of which appear to stem from a child victim who was repeatedly abused throughout 2019. While Burton is from Australia's Northern Territory, the crimes were committed in South Australia. And uh, this is a clip uh, from one of uh, Burton's uh, TikTok videos. You couldn't hear that, but you could see them. Yeah, I've, I wasn't sure if that was mistake or intentional. <laughs> oh, lovely. Mm. Uh, but uh, remember that, according to Wikipedia, uh, LGBT grooming is just a conspiracy theory. Uh, yes. Well, uh, uh, as I as I mentioned earlier, the uh, the so-called uh, satanic panic uh, of the nineties and eighties perhaps uh, uh, was more true than uh, 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 you know people thought at the time. A lot of it, you know, ended up being. Um, like you said, for false. Yeah. Um, Your wife he, said, he, I didn't need to hear it to know no. he is unhinged. Um, uh, yeah. What is that? Uh, I, it's, is uh, misgendering a crime yet in New Zealand? I just, uh, I, I wouldn't want no, to. No, no, we still, we, they, the government is too distracted trying to do other things to worry about hate speech at the moment. So um, they're very much focused uh, on like, uh, election in trap uh, <laughs> in police in trapping uh, uh yeah so instead of you know hunting down perverts the police have decided that they're better off uh trying to pretend to be window washers um it's a long video there but you can go and read it on the bfd um mm. and you can watch that six and a half minute video there but basically the uh, uh a citizen journalist captures the police pretending to be window washers uh, which is actually a crime being a window washer mm. Uh, and he's, he's the cop that gave me the ticket. That's the cop there. He's the cop that gave me the he's ticket. You're a cop. He is the yeah, cop. Yeah, this is bad, man. Oh, he's pretending to be a window washer. Yeah, he's pretending to be a window washer. Oh, yeah. oh that's fucking rough, man. Yeah. I almost oh. want to get out, bro. Oh, the yeah. Yeah. So. So uh, get out, basically get out, they confront the guy who walks away, and then several other police come over and actually threaten to arrest them. Um, so uh, they threaten to arrest the guy for like disturbing disturbing the peace or whatever, you know, one of those ones. Oh yeah, that uh, uh, that, so that, that's how the it's like I'm just standing is, in a public place and it's like, no, no, you're you're disrupting, you know, you're disrupting uh, the whatever the public. And it's like, no, no, he's like, I'm not I'm 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 standing here. I'm just standing in the middle of a field. You know, you can't threaten to arrest me for standing in the middle of a field. And so that goes on for several minutes until um, a superior, you know, one of the um, one of their superior officers turns up and realizes how bad the look is and calms everybody down. Oh, that's it. Obstruction was the one that um, or, yeah, that's right. They tried to arrest him for obstruction. To like go after actual uh uh, criminals, the the gangs. So this is what is that an Ipsos poll where what is it? Crime is uh, thirty one thirty uh, one percent uh, mm -hmm. is uh, of of New Zealanders oh, responded. That's right. 
Yes, cost of people who are the cost crime. of living, housing, healthcare, crime, and the economy, uh, and uh, yeah, none of this, um, uh, you know, not, not, none of the uh, climate stuff that they're pushing, and uh, none of the, um, you know, three waters uh, reforms that they're pushing. So trying to basically confiscate uh, the uh, water assets from councils and nationalize them, uh, and all of that's, you know, that is. Uh, so deeply unpopular that, uh, you know, that that's why they're getting slaughtered in the local elections. And uh, yeah, the, if you look at these key issues going into the next election, um, the Labour is getting very, very nervous. I would say that Jacinda would probably uh, be sweating a little bit. Yes, yes, and she 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 was uh, uh, sweating on a mo at a recent uh, press conference. Sweet moustache. Right, you look, you're probably out of shot over there. <laughs> okay, everyone's ready to go. <laughs> uh, I still see there's a few uh, masked people in the background. Uh, yes, they still do it for show. Uh, a few, few bits and uh, a few bits and pieces. Uh, it's it, it it's very strange to see the context where they decide to wear masks and where they don't. Uh, it makes absolutely no sense. Uh, it never did, but it makes even less sense now. Hmm. I, I think uh, uh, one of the the few uh, remaining Australian politicians who still almost wears a mask is uh, moaning Monique Ryan, uh, Karen from Kuyong. Uh, she's the one who berated coalition <laughs> MPs put put your mask on. So. Uh, yeah, her, she wears out of shame. Like, it's a mask of shame yeah. for her. <laughs> yeah, so whenever she posts a photo of herself like at a community event, now she's the only person masked. And so the, the replies are just her, like just people just giggling at her. Just mocking her. Yes, yeah, so that's good to see that. Um, I see Origin in the chat here is also mentioning saying that ACT is proposing a referendum on the treaty principles. Yes, yeah, so that's another thing that's getting hammered hard. But a lot of the racial division. And, and segregation that Jacinda's government is trying to enforce on New Zealand is so unpopular. And you're seeing uh, uh, even the uh, some of the squishy, uh, squishy libertarians uh, decide to that, you know, hey, they could get a lot of votes from this from an issue like that. Um, and they're more than willing more than you know, sort of like being called racist doesn't matter anymore. Ever, uh, and especially um, what they've started doing now, notice, especially the ACT Party, they've got three Three of their top people are of Maori descent, like like to, to a very small degree. So they all look like most of them are completely white, but they'll keep playing the race card. So they'll be like, "Oh, they do, you know? How dare you say these things to me because I'm because I'm brown, basically?" Um, yeah, because there's uh, been they're, uh, they're so much, and they're, uh, they're turning the tables uh, very nicely. Yeah, in in uh, throughout New Zealand's history, there's been so much. Uh, well race mix mixing or miscegenation, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, between the uh, uh, European settlers mm -hmm. and the, the Maori population, the New Zealand accent is basically, it's a combination of the uh, the uh, British accents and the, the, the Maori accent. So there's, 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 so, there's, there's so many who are half, quarter, eighth, one sixteenth Maori. Um. I've seen a comment here, uh, Origin asked about the treaty pr principles being axed. It's not so much that they're trying to uh, axe the treaty principles. I believe they're going to redefine the treaty principles. Uh, that, that's basically 
they wanted to put the treaty the, the like the libertarian version of the treaty principles into legislation so that you have to interpret the principles according to sort of the treaty according to libertarian principles so it's not a it's not a bad idea um should have a look at the details of the proposal i believe I, I i'm not super familiar with it but that's what i got out of it so if there's any if anything more comes of this we can cover it in more detail on a future show I the uh, Albanese uh, government, uh, they are well. It's uh, they're still working through the uh, the process uh, uh, for a, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice uh, to Parliament. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're not sure when the referendum is is going to be. Uh, but Anthony Albanese has put forth uh, what the question is going to be. So the, the, the there's going to be a constitutionally enshrined uh, voice to the parliament, but it'll be up to the parliament to decide how that how it's uh, uh, how it's uh, composed and what advisory role it has. The Anthony Albanese has said that oh, if a government dared uh ignore it uh there would you know they they wouldn't be very popular and uh there has been a new uh ad uh put out uh by the uh the pro voice uh campaign uh which is uh uh, backed by many corporates of of course and uh, uh it's called history is calling and this is their message i got a story to tell you it's a good one it's about how these people, the first people, got a voice. 60,000 years they've been speaking. Had 363 languages. But no voice. No say on matters which affected them. It wasn't right. So, me and your granddad. Me and your mum. The whole nation did something about it. People called their friends and families. People talked about it on the streets. Talked about it at work, on the field. Everybody made a song and dance about it. Everyone walked side by side. And that's how we changed this country for the better. How we made history. Is that story true? It could be. Authorised by the Uluru Dialogue Sydney. Uh, yeah, that's a complete lie, that video, because <laughs> Aboriginal uh, Australians, uh, no matter, you know, how much of their uh, DNA is mm-hmm. Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander, mm-hmm. get, uh, they get to, to vote in uh, every election, uh, stand uh, mm-hmm. for parliament, uh, they can write uh, submissions uh, to committees, table uh, pet- uh, petitions, uh, so, uh, Colin, uh, I don't know how much uh, it is uh, going to cost, but I suspect that uh, they're going to be spending uh, a lot. Now, the uh, the IPA, Institute of Public Affairs, they put out a, a video that uh, race has no place in the Constitution. Uh, Facebook uh, didn't allow them to uh, promote it on social media uh, because... <laughs> It wasn't properly authorized like that ad was. So there was a a what is that a sensible explanation for uh, their censorship, and I'm sure it won't happen again uh, when it comes to the the actual 
uh, referendum uh, campaign. You know, sort of same how, you know, PayPal, they just accidentally put out that they were going to steal uh, uh, the yeah, user's yeah. money for for wrong think. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I quit uh, for PayPal years ago um, and have a look back because they've been doing this stuff for at least five or six years now. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, they yeah they've uh, they, they've deplatformed uh, you know, right wingers and stolen their money. Uh, when Blair Cottrell got his uh, PayPal account uh, frozen, I, it had seventeen hundred uh, dollars in it, and PayPal just kept it for itself. They didn't give it to him at all. So, yeah, they, I mean, they've already been basically fining people for wrong think. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So horrible service. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's good to see, good to be on the upside, on the, on the outlook. Look at, look at the bright side of this is uh, in both New Zealand and Australia, you know, a lot of uh, ethno-nationalist sentiment swelling up, you know, uh, this, this uh, you know, uh, we, we, you know, it's cool to be ethnocentrist now. So maybe, you know, we could, uh, you know, have a, have a, you know, it's, it's no longer like our race doesn't matter anymore. Race is, is the most important thing. So, you know, we just look on the bright side yeah. of, of it. Now it's uh, just broken <laughs> now uh, that uh, Green Senator Lydia Thorpe, she's going to, uh, uh, so, well, uh, she says she won't be campaigning no against the Indigenous Voice to Parliament because, of course, uh, to, uh, for her, like that's you know the voice is 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 just not enough. Though she's had a <laughs> uh, bullying uh, uh, complaint uh, against her over allegations that she reduced an Aboriginal elder to tears in a meeting at Parliament House, basically saying, you know, I uh, 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 she's accused of berating her, saying, "Don't you know who uh, I am?" And uh, uh, the Greens were, were added again at, in the Senate last week uh, with uh, Green Senator or their Deputy Leader Maureen Faruqi attempting to censure Pauline Hanson uh, for tweeting in response uh, to her uh, a, a attack on uh, the Queen after a passing, accusing her of overseeing a racist empire. Pauline Hanson uh, tweeted, uh, your attitude disgusts me. If you don't like it, piss off back to Pakistan. And uh, in the Senate, uh, Pauline uh, doubled down. As I have explained myself, I will not, not retract what I've told Senator Fruki or any other Australian that's come here for a new way of life to disrespect what is Australian to me and she can do and go where I've, what I've said. I make the offer also to take her to the airport. Uh, so it was uh, a, another great senator, Jordan Steele-John, who called her a, a scumbag. And uh, I just want to put out an offer to myself. Uh, for those uh, COVID zeros in Australia who are pra praising uh, China's continued uh, biosecurity totalitarian lockdowns in response to every outbreak, I will offer to, to take you to the airport to, uh, to, to catch a one-way flight to, to, to China. I'll even wear like a, uh, one of those ridiculous uh, masks that you're so, so fond of. So 
I'm prepared to give you a ride to the airport for a one-way ticket to, to mm-hmm. China to live in a COVID zero paradise. Speaking of uh, China, COVID zero paradise, uh, we had uh, Jacinda Ardern go to the United Nations uh, in, uh, I believe, last week. <clears throat> I've lost track already. She gave a wonderful uh, speech and audition for her new role when she loses the election next year uh, of you know what she's going to be doing at the UN. Supreme leader of the United Nations is uh, who she, <laughs> she, she wants to be. And certainly uh, her message uh, would, uh, would have been well received by China and North Korea. This week we launched an initiative alongside companies and nonprofits to help improve research and understanding of how a person's online experiences are curated by automated processes. This will also be important in understanding more about mis- and disinformation online, a challenge that we must, as leaders, address. Sadly, I think it's easy to dismiss this problem as one in the margins. I can certainly understand the desire to leave it to someone else. As leaders, we're rightly concerned that even the most light-touch approaches to disinformation could be misinterpreted as being hostile to the values of free speech that we value so highly. But while I cannot tell you today what the answer is to this challenge, I can say with complete certainty that we cannot ignore it. To do so poses an equal threat to the norms we all value. After all, how do you successfully end a war if people are led to believe the reason for its existence is not only legal but noble? How do you tackle climate change if people do not believe it exists? How do you ensure the human rights of others are upheld when they are subjected to hateful and dangerous rhetoric and ideology? And uh, thank you to the real Rutan for uh, another superbly uh, edited uh, mashup there. Well, basically, he just uh, played what she said, but uh, inserted (laughs) it. Absolutely, Uh, word for word, what she said. uh, Tal says, Um, Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Have the leader of your country referred to? Uh, you know, refer, refer to freedom of speech and, and, and expression and the open internet as a weapon of war. You know, it's a completely Stalin-esque, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the um, what's the, if, if I'm trying to think of the Stalin quote along the lines of, you know, if we, we don't let our, our um, enemies have guns, why would we let them have words? Because words are far more dangerous. And uh, that's, that's, that's effectively what she said. Right. Our free speech is more dangerous than uh, bombs and guns, so therefore you can't have it. Uh, which is, is, I guess, the end line of the argument. She's just jumped ahead. She's kind of skipped a few steps and and gone straight for the audition. Uh, well, probably the uh, the most uh, sinister, uh, or you'd, you'd or you wouldn't call it necessarily anti freedom per se, uh, but uh, an attempt to. Uh, uh, get more government uh, power and centralize uh, the surveillance of of citizens. Uh, uh, the uh, the Albanese government, uh, the uh, new Home Affairs Minister uh, Claire O'Neill, 
uh, sorry, uh, the finance minister, I should say, Katie Gallagher, uh, has uh, responded uh, to, uh, uh, responded to the Optus uh, uh, Optus customer information hack, uh, where ten thousand uh, customer uh, customers' uh, personal information, including passport and passport, Medicare, and driver's license numbers, uh, were leaked online. I, it should be noted that uh, the reason why Optus would retain uh, such uh, personally identif identifiable information is because the government mandates it. I mean, the government mandates that uh, companies like Optus uh, retain your metadata. Uh, it's all in the name of making sure that uh, uh, we can track down terrorists or pedophiles. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the, the justification for it. Uh, now... Uh, the uh, the hacker demand a ransom of only 1.5 million dollars. Uh, so clearly, uh, that's a, it's, it's not much in today's inflated dollars. They sound like Doctor Evil in 1967. Uh, but then, uh, after a couple of days, they said, uh, "Actually, very sorry for uh, publishing this information. We won't publish it anymore." They did arrest a uh, a teenager for attempting to issue scam. Uh, text message uh, to uh, Optus, Optus uh, customers, uh, tricking them into to giving money over. But the uh, solution is is that uh, to the uh, Optus uh, <laughs> breach is for the government to uh, push forward uh, with its trusted digital identity uh, bill. So Finance Minister Katie Gallagher has called together all the digital ministers to kickstart the rollout of a national identity system and been calls for the government to build a new technology infrastructure that would reduce the risk of an identity theft following the Optus data breach. Because, yeah, government... Uh, databases or uh, computers they've never been hacked before haven't they <laughs> uh, and so this is right, the... here, right, right here in new zealand they leave your uh, you know they, they've left uh basically the entire firearms registration database in a, in a police station and let gang members walk off with it you know that's the kind of uh yeah. total security we expect from the government yeah, this is the the website they've got a uh, they've got a website all up uh, prepared uh, for this to become enacted. Your digital identity makes accessing government services online simpler, safer, and more secure. And they've uh, got this uh, informative video here. Your digital identity is a simple, safe, and secure way of proving who you are. It's convenient. You can use it on the go at any time of day. It's secure so you don't need to remember passwords for services you rarely use. And you can be confident your information is private and protected. It can save you time. You don't have to wait to access the services you need. Set it up once, then reuse it again and again, whenever you need to prove who you are. Sounds like they hired uh, the same uh, ad company uh, f uh, that the World Economic Forum uses for their great research. <laughs> yes. Yes, you will own nothing and you will be happy. One centralized government uh, ID and be happy. 
Uh, yeah, they 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 make it sound uh, like it would be easy to steal as well. Like uh, based on on uh, you know if somebody uh, steal if somebody can steal your identity easily, they can just get access to everything. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. We... I, I hope that uh, most um, uh, most Australians uh, deleted uh, their what is it state services app when uh, the uh, QR uh, check-in system uh, was abolished. Like, why would you keep a a, a, a government uh, ID app on your phone? That's all right. It was probably the test run. You know, they'll uh, they'll be like, oh. Hey, you still have your COVID app installed? We'll just update the COVID app with your digital ID. Problem solved. Uh, because in in uh, communist China, uh, the way they just disable citizens being able to do anything is just turn their yeah. health pass to red. Exactly. Yeah, but it's it's they have a, an incredibly easy way uh, when you if you read the stories of dissidents there who just you know with a flick of a switch uh, turn off your ability to uh, pay rent your ability to take a train or use a plane or, or whatever. You're just uh, unpersoned no, and no access to your bank account, no access to anything. You've got to rely on uh, someone, you know, a friend letting you into their house and sleeping on their couch and, and that's it. Yeah, that's how some, that's how people who get unpersoned in China have to live. Uh, there's a question over on entropy. Uh, remember, we're getting to the end of the, the show. Uh, so it's yes, where, please, please uh, send through any questions time. for the last 10 minutes of the show. And we will and, uh, we'll wrap uh, things up. Super chat as well. Uh, so Absolute3 has said, with the huge level of net migration away from Victoria, isn't it a benefit for Dan if everyone who hates lockdowns has left the state? Seems like we're heading for a dance slide, according to the polls. Uh, that is an interpretation. Uh that uh, well, uh, the obviously the the people that uh, love uh, Dan, and there was a what is that uh, a a Dan fangirl on the weekend had a birthday cake with Dan's face on it for real, uh, so yes, that um, <laughs> if Dan's reelected, the 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 stampede another stampede uh, will happen, and uh, I'm sure the people leaving California to migrate to Florida, uh, not going there because you know. They uh, love uh, what's happening in California and want to bring it to Florida. Or at least I hope that's not the case. <laughs> no, it's, that's inevitably what happens, though. Uh, now, uh, the uh, the Albanese government's uh, mini budget is is coming soon from uh, Treasurer uh, Jim Chalmers, and he's been trying to to soften up uh, the public for uh, tough uh, uh, decisions. And he said, yes, there is likely to be a a, pr a probable uh, global uh, recession. And uh, there, there seems to be a, a both a social media and a mainstream media campaign for the Labor government to abandon the what's termed the stage three tax cuts, uh, which would mean there's the same uh, the same uh, 
uh, rate of tax uh, cents in the dollar between 45,000 and 200,000 of 30 cents. Uh, above uh, 200,000 would still uh, pay 45 cents uh, in the, the dollar. So it'd be a tax cut for the, the, the middle class, but you know, rich people get more uh, uh, more more money uh, back uh, than those on lower incomes, yeah, because they're already paying more of the tax. And uh, these were legislated by the uh, uh, the coalition government in 2018. The reason why they're called Stage Three is because they come in in 2024. And uh, the uh, the Labor in opposition said that uh, they remain committed to uh, these tax cuts. And the last thing they want to do is break a promise, uh, which uh, Julia Gillard breaking her promise on the carbon tax destroyed her uh, prime ministership. Uh, it wasn't uh, misogyny, as uh, uh, people like to claim. Uh, but uh, the, uh, the media campaign doesn't seem to be uh, cutting through in the polls. Uh, voters much prefer spending cuts over tax increases, uh, which uh, uh, reneging on a tax cut, it's basically uh, allowing, a, well, it is with inflation, uh, people's tax burdens are increasing because the, the value of their dollar is, is less. So only 5% of voters believe higher tax revenue is the best solution to relieve pressure on the federal budget, while 21% would prefer to see spending cuts on some services to pay for outlays on more urgent uh, priorities. The survey shows 28% see economic growth as the better way to fund services, even if this requires significant reform. Another 27% per uh, want to see a combination of growth tax and spending measures. So uh, there you go. Uh, so uh, and they also we've uh, we've had our um, <clears throat> OCR rate increase to three and a half percent. We now have floating mortgages that are over uh, 7%. Uh, so, um, you know, the uh, the cost of just about everything is going up in New Zealand. And then just today, the government has announced a new uh, uh, carbon tax uh, that effectively they will seek to wipe out uh, up to 25% of uh, farming beef and she sheep and beef farming industry, also a good portion of dairy industry. Uh, and yeah, the, the, uh, uh, yeah, the, the following uh, the, the Dutch model. If, yeah. So, uh, what they announced or what they passed in the Netherlands was like 50% of farms going. So Jacinda, uh, you know, while auditioning for the, uh, uh, United Nations decided she needed something to be able to back that up with. But 50% uh, led to the protests in the Netherlands. So she thought, you know, maybe if we say we're just going to reduce uh, farming in New Zealand by about 20%, uh, then, uh, you know, there won't be uh, won't be such uh, massive protests. So they've effectively announced that they'll, they'll be planting over, uh, you know, planting trees, pine trees over farmland. Um, and, uh, yeah, the New Zealand farmers will be the first in the world who have to pay uh, massive taxes on, uh, you know, the, the greenhouse gas emissions, um, all of this uh, fake climate change stuff, and and even they admit it's fake because the uh, global CO two emissions would go up if New Zealand cut production because we 
we produce the uh, the lower, you know, we produce beef, dairy, and wool uh, with very low CO two uh, costs. If that's something you're worried yeah, about, but uh, not. you know, let's so, let, let's so not get uh, that uh, that little yeah. fact get in the way. I mean, the the, yeah. the, the, so the, they, the they, point they, they don't even care, right? It's the, the it's all they, they, they don't. They don't even yeah, they they don't want uh, us to to eat beef. They want us to yeah, exactly. That's all it is. It's anti anti farming, anti human agenda, and they they'll openly admit it. And uh, you just need to call them out on it. We uh, had a, uh, it was promoted by our mainstream media, of course, uh, this uh, Australian firm uh, selling chocolate coated uh, bugs. And so like a, like a literal Bertie Beetle, uh, which is a famous uh, uh, chocolate, uh, like actual chocolate product in mm-hmm. uh, Australia. So yeah, they're, 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 they're covering it in chocolate to try and entice, well, probably the youngsters as well. Well, that's it, right? Try and raise a generation without... Oh, yes, uh, Colin, the synthetic, uh, the, the lab-grown meat. Um, somebody also that's pointed true. out... If uh, like being ve- you know vegan and eating the bugs is so good, then why does uh, things need to be made to look like meat? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're, 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 these and, and these products taste disgusting. Um, I, even if I, I I look at these sometimes, I think even if I were vegetarian, even if I were vegan, this stuff would make you want to throw up. It's absolutely disgusting. But it's just part of again the anti-farmer, anti-human agenda. That's that's all there is to it. It's nothing. Nothing more. Uh, we've got a, a super chat over on Entropy. Uh, we're actually making great time, even though we haven't had a show for, for two and a half weeks. So some random bloke has sent through three Australian dollars. Thank you. Uh, did do I see the wonders of multiculturalism surface in New Zealand with uh, chic supremacists face off against other uh, Indian uh, groups? Do you have a little Lester uh, brewing there? I don't believe so. Not, not. Uh, maybe I've missed. Maybe I've missed the news. Um, but we have. Uh, we've got some good gang warfare that goes on. Ah, I should have sent you the picture of Jacinda Ardern at the um, fe- uh, festival she was at. I've got the. Um, I've got the link right at the bottom of this document here. Hold on. Um, if you're able to bring that up, let me just highlight it for you. Oh yeah, I see it. See it here. So yeah, yeah bring I, that up if you can. Um, so <laughs> Jacinda uh, made a surprise appearance as a model at the World of Wearable Art. And you can see she's dressed up like the Grim Reaper uh, to destroy New Zealand. Um, and at the same time, while she was doing her Grim Reaper appearance, you had um, you know massive ram raids uh, <laughs> taking place across the city. <laughs> so you had uh, Michael Hill jewelry stores that were being raided, uh, ram raided by youths and emptied out in broad daylight as she was like walking down uh the uh aisle or whatever the cat what do they call it catwalk catwalk thing yeah uh in her grim in her grim reaper outfit yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the most yeah, bizarre uh, i don't know i don't know who thought this was a good idea yeah yes that is both bizarre and disturbing and there's a another question from absolute three has Australia been ramping up natural gas exports given the supply crunch? Uh, even though we've got an absolute, uh, you know, climate uh, moron as our energy and climate change minister, Chris Bowen, 
Uh, we've actually got a level-headed resources minister in Madeline King. She's from Western Australia, where, of course, they, they know just how valuable resources are. So uh, she uh, is uh, approving uh, more gas reserves and exploration. So it's sort of like we have... Uh, you know, you know, like because these uh, portfolios are, are split for some reason. We have like the 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 good minister who says like, you know, don't worry, like you'll be able to keep your lights on, uh, you know, not freeze uh, or fry uh, to death. Uh, but um, and then you have the, the the bad minister who says, you know, we're going to have these uh, electric uh, cars and 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 utes. <laughs> which uh, obviously, if there's no power, you can't drive. Uh, yeah, which keeps happening in uh, in America. Obviously, California has their um, their blackouts, or, or you know, but not quite blackouts, but they uh, you have to tell people, "I'll go and charge your cars." And then you have uh, the hurricanes on the other side of the country in Florida, where if you had an electric car, you you know wouldn't be able to drive away from the hurricane. Mm. All right, that brings us to the the end of the show. Uh, now, on a, a serious uh, like weather uh, note, uh, please, if you're in New South Wales and Victoria, uh, observe the current rainfall and river warnings on the Bureau of Meteorology website, bomb.gov.au, uh, uh, because we are going to be pelted starting uh tomorrow thursday is probably going to be the 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 worst day so stay safe and you know don't drive over flood waters that is just uh you know moronic thing to do finish on a serious note certainly very very serious we've had uh, yes very nice weather here in, in auckland recently um so the uh it has some, some storms uh, in the last little while, but nothing, uh, nothing on the, uh, the flood-worthy scale, thankfully. Well, thank you everyone for for tuning in. At uh, well, it's our it's our uh, old time that uh, we originally uh, broadcast uh, seven Original nine p.m. Uh, Tuesdays. I uh, I have to confirm uh, with uh, Stephen uh, whether we'll do a a regular show uh, this Friday. Uh, obviously, he has a uh, regret that he changed from Optus. I don't know who he's with now, but uh, hasn't been an 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 oh it's been an ordeal. Uh, we'll be focusing on uh, the uh, Victoria upcoming uh, Victorian state election, and we'll also be doing some uh, cultural reviews as well because uh, uh, Todd Sampson's uh, Mirror Mirror. Uh, a doco series is now premiered on 10 and Paramount Plus, uh, which uh, was controversial because he interviewed Tom Sewell of the National Socialist Network, and you're not supposed to interview Nazis to, uh, you know, understand what they're, what you know, uh, what, what they're about. And also... Unless the Ukrainian. Uh, oh, yes, 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 of course. And... Um, uh, also, uh, reviewing uh, Health Ambassador uh, Magda Shabansky's new series on the ABC, Magda's Health Check, which is not a comedy series. It's actually a, a serious yeah. health series. Uh, she's a very, very fat 
uh, comedian in Australia who most infamously said that uh, uh, runners should have to wear masks outside because of COVID. And somebody rightly pointed out last time she ran was to the ice cream truck. But that's for Friday. All right. Good night, everybody. And, uh, good night. I'm I going to go to bed. It's just after, just after 10 p.m. here, and I'm starting to, yeah. to fall asleep at the wheel. All right. Yeah. I'll uh, also be back on <laughs> Thursday for uh, Wilms Front uh, with Rocco. Uh, uh, Le- um, I'm not going to butcher his name, but uh, <laughs> he is going to be talking about how the Liberal Party rebuilds as a proper conservative party. Rocco Lenko, I think that's how you pronounced it. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Good night. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of Trad Tasman Talk. To keep up with the latest real news and analysis from the Tasman Nations, visit theyoungshackles.net and rightminds.nz.